This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, voted Best Tour and Transport Operator in the New South Wales Tourism Awards. If you want to know why they're award-winning, why not check out one of their great beer experiences, like their half-day or full-day tours of Canberra. You know, for the longest time, Canberra has been known for two things. Legal fireworks and... Oh, no, I can't mention that second thing, can I? Um... Uh, Questacon? Let's say Questacon. But it should be known for three things, really. And that third thing is its ever-expanding beer scene. So if you'd like to check out the great beers of the nation's capital, book a tour now at daves.com.au. Sessionable. Welcome, everyone, to Sessionable. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a very hungover Tom and Adrian here <laughs> yeah. And we're joined today by Ruby Hello How are you going? Good uh, So Ruby designed our logo that you probably noticed that we changed about a year ago Yeah, yeah It's about a year what ago now It was, yeah, because it was, about, it was around um, Sydney Beer Week so. Yeah yeah. So um, um, we thought we'd finally catch up with Ruby to... Um, Chat about, well, the logo and I guess design in general. In, uh, around yeah. beer. And, yeah. yeah, and just like, I don't know, talk shit. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. As, we, as we do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, sweet. Wow, what a year it's been. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been a year. Uh, well, I am struggling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just quickly, before we do start, we'll, uh, we'll start with what we're drinking. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, we both, again, because we are very hungover, we've gone to sort of like comfort beers, beers that are always just like... You know, cheer us up a bit. Yeah. So I'm on the Rodenbach Grand Crew. And I'm on uh, the Schlenkerler Rauch Beer Mountain. And I'm on a uh, soda water. You should say, I'm on a Cascade. On a Cascade. (laughs) Cascade Premium Light Clear Ale. Yeah. 0%. 0%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we're recording a bit of you, so shout out to them for letting us record here again. Um, so uh, we were going to start off sort of going through how we how we worked together and you came up with um, our awesome logo. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I was approached by you guys last year to... Also, uh, we should probably actually start with how we know. Yeah, that's right? probably a good idea. Well, I mean, we're all bit a few yeah, I think... furniture at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so... pretty much. I think it's, a, it's it's fitting that we're recording a bit of you as well. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, yeah, we all have been coming to Bitterfew for a long time, and my partner of five years has been working here for, what, almost two now? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. That's, that's Tom. Shout out to Tom. Um, Shout out yeah, to Yeah, I mean, we've been coming here for, I think, almost four years now, and yeah. we kind of just met just, through, just through sitting at the yeah. bar pretty yeah. much, and so, Best yeah. Best place to sit. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a little little hub here, so yeah, it's yeah. hard to not know the people that come in all the time. Yeah, no, there's a good community of people. Yeah, yeah. And like, you're not really much of a beer person yourself. No, I I mean, I came to this bar not knowing really even what craft beer was. I didn't yeah. even know that this was a craft beer bar until Tom started working here. <laughs> so I mean, it's I've never been super into it, but I think just from being so exposed to the community and be, also being exposed to like the the best part of the community and the nicest side of the community I think yeah. has like definitely opened me up to be interested in it but no it's definitely not my forte so it's it's really interesting to be you know kind of a person who comes here and you know <laughs> interacts with this how weird do you find beer people well I think it's, <laughs> it's the same as anyone who's you know got a hobby or a or a thing that they like to do I mean everyone's got their obsession with something yeah and it's 
I've always been really surprised at how positive the community is and how nice and sharing everybody is. Like, you know, if, if you come here and ask somebody that you've never met what they're drinking, they'll offer you a taste. And that's like, that's really cool. I think there's a lot of gatekeeping and a lot of other yeah. aspects of like, I mean, especially alcohol culture, like whiskey people who are like, you know, yeah. at everyone. But beer people are like just kind of chill. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is like some level of gatekeeping in the beer community, but at a, at a place like this, which is pretty chilled out, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty open. I think it's I think it's a testament to bit of few as a as a location as a venue for curating such a great group of people who love coming here and, and love sort of sharing with each other and yeah, I think that's yeah. I think um, the staff go a long way for that as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, they're they're all very. You know, they're they're all just as passionate and open and you know willing to share as as all the customers, which mm. is which is great. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, the logo. So we approached you about a year ago or more than a year ago. Yeah. To kind of um whip up a new logo for us because we were kind of getting tired of the old one. Well, the old one was literally just a free font over a yeah, which image which I think. Yeah. Tom, you you I, made it yeah, in I Photoshop did. or something? I don't yeah. think it was in Photoshop. Yeah, it might have been. But, using, um, yeah. what was the font? <laughs> uh, uh, midnight or Blackout? Blackout, that's yeah. the one. Oh, God. Yeah. I, see, I see it everywhere <laughs> now. It is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were kind of getting sick of that. And I mean, I, oh, I, I yeah, I mean, it's not, job, a ba- it's not a bad logo, but we, I think, yeah, like we every, needed a refresh. Every yeah. business goes through... And like, you know, I'm really just naming this on the fly, but I'm calling it the pre-logo. And it's like, it's the it's the thing that ties the business over that wasn't designed by anyone in particular. Yeah, yeah. Until you get to a point where you're like, oh, fuck, we need, we need to do something about that. Yeah. And like every business has one. And it's always really interesting to see what that is and how far people's design comes from, from that kind of, yeah, I mean pre-pubescent bit yeah. of design that some person did just to get things started. And yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys had never done any kind of design work previously. No, no. really, no. You had to slap yeah. something together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, uh, so we were, we were looking for a refresh um, and when obviously we'd known you for a while. So hmm. um, it seemed like a pretty good fit. Um, uh, talk us through sort of like, so we came to you with kind of what we were thinking, but we were pretty vague and nebulous and, you know, didn't have too much. It was actually interesting ideas. though, because even though you were like vague in the way that you communicated what you want wanted, um, I asked you all to send some pictures of like just anything and everything that you liked in regards to design, like whether or not whether it was another another podcast logo or you know a, a, an illustration or something like um, just something that you thought was inspiring for your brand and you actually sent me like really similar stuff like i would say like at least 70 percent of the stuff that you sent me was the same thing yeah which i think was really interesting and that i mean that provided a really excellent visual rung on the on the design louder to go the, okay this is what they clearly want and even though that you know the the articulation of oh we want you know a very specific type of illustration and that that wasn't necessarily the clearest but the visuals being so consistent between the whole team was like, oh, great. Okay. And I can it, like automatically know what they want and we can work off that. Yeah. So yeah. that actually wasn't very hard to get around, I think, because a, a lot of people really don't know what they're talking about. And then they just say, I don't know. And they won't provide you anything until they see something they don't like. Yeah. I think I said something along the lines of, and Tom might have said the same, along the lines of like kind of 
welcoming and, and warm, fun. And, yeah, fun. I'm not sure if, as a designer, if you kind of find <laughs> stuff like that helpful. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely an aspect of like feeling in yeah. design, and so you want to prov- you want to you want to know how a brand is going to come across when somebody who doesn't know anything about it looks at it. And so, you know, if you want something that that feels serious or feels, you know, youthful and like those are legitimate ways of describing something because it like the the visual cues of like color and layout and typography, like those things actually affect the way that we perceive something. So, you know, that sort of thing actually does play in a lot to how something gets designed in the end. Mm. Um, and then so you came back to us with a couple of... Um ideas a couple of uh, sort of prototype hmm. yeah kind of like half a dozen yeah. different styles um and they're all pretty different from each other yeah mm. uh, but again they're all kind of along they were all along the lines of what we were looking for anyway which was great so we didn't have to like scrap anything wholesale and mm. yeah so that, was, that was awesome but i don't think um so you came up with a few designs i don't think we used really any of them in its entirety like i think you ended up just coming up with something yeah, we mashed up a few yeah. things. I mean, that that tends to happen. I mean, you you start off by designing things that are really different so yeah. that people can work out what they don't like. I mean, that, you know, it's sometimes a little bit backwards to think of think of things that way, but it's really good to work out exactly what you don't want so that you don't spend a lot of time figuring that out. You're just like bam yeah. bam bam, that's all gone. Yeah. And then picking out those things that you really do like and then Mushing them together and figuring out a new way for those things to relate to one another gets you to that final step. But really, the first things that you design and never really end up in the, the final thing. Yeah. Um, I think one one of our meetings, I came by and you showed me like a few of the other, like a few of the initial designs that you had been developing. And then you said, oh, and I came up with this one, which ended up like pretty much becoming the final logo. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really it's really interesting how like... You know, even though I think I know what looks good and, you know, what I think looks the best and functions the best, it's almost never the thing that the, the client ends up wanting. And yeah. that, that's okay because my job is to, you know, make sure that you get the best out of the design work. Um, you know, that's the that's the beauty of a personal project is that you do it for yourself. But when you're working with another person, you've you've got to put their desire first. And so when, when somebody picks something unexpected you then do your best to make it function the best way as a designer, but you, you give them the, the visual thing that they want. Mm. And, you know, you've just got to, you've got to weave in the good design to make sure that it, it stays good overall. Mm. Yeah. I think personally, what I, one of the things I really like about this particular, well, what, like, I think I took it from one of the options that you gave us was like the really heavy lines mm. of the, the logo. Mm. I don't know. I, I guess that's like a personal thing. Um, Maybe not for everyone, but yeah. Well, it's very, um, it's very clear as well. Mm. And I think um, something that was important to me when we were doing all this was the context of a podcast logo, especially, which is it's a square, and it's a, sometimes it's like a tiny exactly. icon. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can be in a list of podcasts where it's tiny, or it can take up your whole screen, and it's got to be the same or cross both, but still work in both contexts. And yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with how this one does do those. Like mm. you can see, it's sessionable in that in the really small little you know, like thumb-sized yeah. icon. Um, icon, but also when it takes up the whole screen, it's just really nice, bright and vibrant. And yeah. yeah, I think that was like something... It was actually particularly challenging designing this logo because I'm not... I don't actually have a background in illustration, so 
this particular set of needs for you guys, which was like really vibrant, really fun, really illustrative, and um, some of the some of the things that you gave me were th- things like mystery show, which had like such a clear mm, illustration yeah. style. I um it, I actually had to use kind of d- like different aspects of my skills to to build this logo because it wasn't just typography and it wasn't just you know some kind of small graphic that you know doesn't get applied to a lot of stuff it's it's an artwork you know before it's a logo and so that was actually a really interesting challenge that was presented to me by you guys so I, i you know even though it was hard it was also really interesting to work on because you know developing through that like a completely different lens of having that kind of like album artwork style that yeah. that shows up on every podcast you've really got to like nail that visual feeling before you can nail the the branding mm. yeah i think it turned out really well yeah um, and i think like the final um the, the full logo as i like to call it it does kind of fit that what we were after like you know fun Absolutely. and inviting and yep. Um, <laughs> some of us um, in the group chat were like, well, "Why are there mountains and stuff?" And I'm like, "Just go with it." Yeah, yeah, and, it's fun. And the same people, like you know, a year on, are like, "Yeah, it's a fucking great logo." Yeah. Like, you know, it's a grower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a grower, and I think one of the things that like I particularly was influenced by initially was the the eyeball in the piece of toast from Mystery Show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just so random, yeah. and so I was like, "What?" what can we apply from that kind of way of thinking of just like just two random things that really don't relate to one another. And so that, that was where I pulled that kind of mountain idea from. I was like, where are we putting that beer concept in that is just so strange? Mm. And so I was like, okay, let's just have it floating in some mountains and see what happens. And then yeah. it like, it lined up really well in the, you know, the overall sort of like landscape of it ended up looking really good. And that's what, you know, you guys picked out and we, we worked from there, but then you can use that, um, you know, the, the beer glass by itself and it still rings true to that kind of illustrated style yeah. that you guys were going for. So there's kind of different iterations that can be used throughout different contexts that still work. Yeah. And I think like, we so on our um, social media account and the website, we use like a minimal version of the logo. So it's just a beer glass and, the, the, circle, right? and the text sessionable. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that worked out pretty well as well. Mm. Um just kind of the same logo, but in a different context. Context, yeah. Well, yeah, it's that kind of like it's the difference between um, an artwork and a piece of branding. So, like you know, when you're when you're in the middle of listening to a podcast and you you like check back and you open and there's that you know the, the really fun, vibrant colors and the the context of just having that a beer glass floating in the middle of this like mountain landscape versus when you're interacting with somebody, it's a kind of like more business side of their brand, mm. which is like being on the website, interacting with, you know, the the content there and, you know, working out, oh, you know, maybe contact us or read a, read a little bit more about the host and that sort of thing. You're expecting a different thing and you're, you know, you're looking for different information. So your experience of the brand is going to be different. And so it's nice to have those different contexts so that people can really like hone in on that feeling of different interaction. Mm. And then um, we've also been working on a new context as well. Yeah, right. so uh, we are. This was an announcement. Right? Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're coming out with a new shirt, and now that I've put it into tape, uh, we, yeah. we're going to have yeah, to do it. Yeah, it <laughs> will be available at our uh, Sydney Beer Week live show. Yeah, so right. when this episode is released, the Sydney Beer Week uh, program should be out. 
sponsorship plug, we are sponsored by Dave's Travel and Events Group, who run Sydney Beer Week. Um, so fuck yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'll do an ad read se- separately to fully plug that. But yep. to specifically plug our event, um, it's the classic Monday of Sydney Beer Week live yeah. podcast. I like how we've kind of carved that spot out now. Yeah, it's, nice. it's you know, it's it's usually like a really busy day as well, and we still get. Some people come into our show, which is really fun. Yeah. And then we all go to Frankie's afterwards and but just the one night of the year make mistakes. Um, I've only ever been to Frankie's is. once. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was I, a I mistake. Got, I, got, yeah. I got one night, got one night <laughs> yeah. a year, and that is the Monday of Sydney Beer Week. Nobody um, has a sensible night at Frankie's. No. No, not in I just hope there's yeah. no slightest. bright blue beer this yeah. year. Oh. Oh, we've got, oh, got some stories. Yeah. So we'll yeah. tell you later. There's um, <laughs> <laughs> not fit for the podcast. Um, so the idea is um, we will release the, the new T-shirt or possibly T-shirts, um, maybe a couple of different colours, yeah. um, with the new design. Uh at the live podcast, and if you attend the live podcast, you can um, you can pre-order your size, and we'll make sure that we put one aside for you. And then, uh, if you can't attend the podcast, we will have it available online as well for the leftovers of yeah, yeah, yeah. the print run. Yep. Um, uh, oh, and we have a second event as well, which of course uh, we'll hopefully talk about in more detail in a future episode. But we're doing a. Non-recorded but live uh, style roulette episode. Yeah, so style roulette's a type of episode we do um, where we take a we, we roll a random dice, um, take a random beer style from the list of beer styles. The BJCP. Oh, we use the BJCP. BJCP yeah. styles. Um, yeah, list of beer styles, and then we just deep dive into that style. Yeah, drink a few beers from it and kind of explore it. So yeah, yeah. So it's going to be um, resident beer expert Liam. And uh, John from Bucket Boys. And it's at Bucket Boys. And it's at Bucket Ooh, Boys. Oh, nice. And it's going to be a very limited um, ticketed event because it, it, just for scale purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be around 10 people or so. Um, so, but I think we'll, yeah, we'll by have. By the time this comes out, yeah. the program will be up. Yeah. And tickets should be on sale. So Yes. So we'll, we'll uh, let the pre order thing happened yep. for that as well. And there will be links on our website to both events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, big plug for ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, t-shirts. That's t-shirts. <laughs> that was, yeah. We got, <laughs> we got there. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's kind of your idea for the t-shirt? Um, I guess, I don't know, it's pretty straightforward, I guess. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a pretty classic, you know, Hospo shirt look that I think a lot of people go for, which is like the, the solid black tea and yeah, the yeah. thick white ink. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I like it's it. always nice to, to play into <laughs> Tom's wearing one right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally I almost that. put yeah. my bit of few one on today. <laughs> yeah. So did I, actually. I went somewhere I, um, else. I, d- I yeah. do really like that bit of few one. It's, it's yeah. one of my I mean, there's, there's definitely, you know, there's an argument for sticking to that tradition because, I mean, they always look good and they always, you know, they, they suit everyone. And so that's, you know, it's the yeah. way to reach the widest audience thing, with like that kind for of me, design. It's, they work well when I'm working behind yeah. a bar because I can get covered in beer and no one knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's something definitely that, you know, you guys should do as kind of the, the staple shirt. But I definitely think that... I want to do something the, bright um, and colourful Yeah. Well. Yeah, a good a good white tee with some really awesome. Mm. Yeah, maybe like, even like the full vibrant. logo. Maybe the white yeah. tee with the with the full logo, full color logo yeah. on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the small, just 
um, just the beer in the circle on yeah. the front. Like, yeah, for sure. On the that's, like, yeah. that sort of thing, if you screen print it with like super vibrant colours, like, oh, it'd look sick. It's so good. It looks so good. Yeah. I'm that's... very excited about this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Save me some. Oh, yeah. You'll oh, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah. one of each. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, as a, as a designer... Um, is there any kind of like what 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 do you like to see in terms of branding and design from beer related stuff or just mm. booze related stuff in general? Oh, well, I've got I've definitely got a couple of things to talk about. Yeah, in regards to you know booze and branding, um, but I kind of want to preface this by like by saying I think a lot of you know. <sighs> I don't. There's kind of a mix of of breweries and businesses and venues and that sort of thing in in the in the scene. And so, but I think a lot of the time people are really focused on the product, and that's that's great. But they just ignore everything else that you need to do yeah. to make a product sing. Yep. And I think in you know the recent, the most recent like six months to a year, I've seen some like fucking epic branding, and I'm like, I just don't understand why more people aren't really putting the effort in because you can see like you you know you go to someone's website and it's like it's really good you know it's interactive it's dynamic and you you are encouraged more to buy something or you know it's just to me it seems like a no-brainer and i think a lot of people have got a lot of catching up to do in regards to you know giving design for their business a chance um so i think um you know bolter it springs to mind immediately when Mm. you say like you know businesses that you know, right off the bat, had really good, strong branding, um, really oh, recognizable. Just, and, it just and, makes yeah. the product th- so much better. And I think it's helped them a lot. And they make good beer, but I think it's complementary to that. But the, I think the, the thing at the moment is, like, you can make good beer, but every, like there is a lot of good beer being made right now. Like, there is so yeah. much good beer in the country. Yeah. You, if you want to be, if you want people to pick your stuff up off the shelf... It's got to um, look good. Or if they go into a bar like the Royal Albert, uh, that's got sort of the decals on display. Yeah. Like, it's got to look good as well as, you know, yeah. be a good product. Um, People aren't going to know what something tastes like unless they've picked it out. And so, like, it's just, you know, with, with somewhere like Bitterfew, which has very, very minimal branding, you know, there's no there's no decoration on the taps. Yeah. It's just, it's a handwritten list. Um, you know, the that's really reliant on the people that are selling the beer. But for me, like, if I went to Bucket Boys or something and was asked to pick beers out of the fridge, I'd pick them based on design. And, like, that, you know, I, I am a very, very visual person, but I think that it's really important to to run a good business selling anything. Like, you need to do a good job in every aspect of your business. Yeah. And, and that means paying attention to the design. And if you're not paying attention, then I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. I think when we, um, when we started this podcast... It was like a completely different landscape in terms yeah. of design and beer. There was no one doing like yeah. good design wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, there were. I, I, I can't think of maybe Stone and Wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so even that, that was very consistent classy. design. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not necessarily like groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, a key to having a good brand is consistency. Yeah, and yeah. like something that I I wanted to um, some things that I wanted to touch on were three different brands. One of them being the newest venue on the block, Odd Culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked in there and <laughs> immediately I saw the branding. I saw the cup and the kind of like potion look. I saw the colors and a mood was set the minute yeah. I stepped in there. I really like the logo. I was so impressed. I'm very happy with the logo. It's, yeah. it's so good. 
And the thing is, is that like that sort of thing in the long run is going to benefit you. And it's like, I mean, for me anyway, I, I don't seek out other venues to go to in regards to craft beer. Yeah. Tom does. He wants to go to every single craft beer venue on the planet. Yeah. But I couldn't care less. And so when I see something like Odd Culture, who's made an effort to, you know, to really put the detail in everything, you go in there and the, and the, the bar suits the brand and the way that they've designed the backdrop and, you know, the tiling and everything like that, that makes a difference to someone like me who isn't necessarily interested in the product. Mm. And so that's what makes me want to come back because the vibe of the bar is so set already and that's really cool um and then like on a, on an international level um the designer casper day who i've probably fucked the name up of for early but he designs for toll or tool oh, yeah, 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 yeah. um they just were like you're a good designer do whatever the fuck you want hmm. just have fun and you can see that in the in the beer like i'm not really a big fan of the beer to be quite honest with you yeah okay <laughs> but i will I'll spend the money because I think the can is cool. Yeah. And that's it's really awesome to see a business that has just said, you have free reign because we trust you and we want you to have fun with it. And you can see that in every single beer. He's worked off the flavors and he's worked off the, you know, the, the, the profile of each thing. And he's made something that really reflects that. Mm. And that to me is fantastic. That's like a really lovely, like symbiotic relationship between design and product. And mm. that's like, that's really cool to me. Is, are those the ones that have like the full can art that are like really yeah, there's kind like of the, abstract? The, the wrapping and yeah. 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 My favorite one of his is oh, what's it called? I can't remember now. It's called like Frost something. It's like he the the concept behind it was like designing a whole bunch of like really crappy like fridge logos and stacking them all around the can. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just he works with these really simple concepts and then just goes nuts with it and i love that so like that i think is one that really sticks out to yeah. me and then the last one is a um a local i won't say brewer i don't know wildflower is that a brewery yeah yeah yeah. A brewer. yeah um yeah i think they've done a really lovely job of pulling kind of that really like classical style and making it a little bit more modern mm. um i think what he's done really well tofa who's the owner of um wildflower is that he's He's made his space that you can go and drink at another reflection of the brand. Absolutely. And yeah. I think everything that he's done, it's like very simple. It's very Stuff reserved. Like down to the seats being yeah. staves of barrels, like yeah. you, you, which is just a t- tiny little thing. but It's the detail. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And so I think... Especially with like very classic design. I mean, it's really fun to do ultra-modern stuff and whatnot, but I think it's harder to nail um, like really classic design elements and, and using photography, especially in your packaging and whatnot. It can actually be very difficult. And I think they've done a really lovely job at having something that is predominantly understated. And it's like a very simple logo and a very simple space that ends up reflecting really beautifully in mm. such excellent beer. And I think it kind of... Like, his whole ethos is, you know, uh, inspired by the old school Belgian farmhouse breweries. And I think he's captured that in the space yeah. and in the branding. 100%. Yeah. Um, while still making it, you know, instantly recognisable as him or as Wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's not, it's not design that's, like, locked into this, like super old school look it's it's using traditional elements but in this really lovely contemporary way and like i th- 
I'm I think I'm obsessed with it. I think it's great. Yeah. And so those help, are my it, those are my picks. It helps that the beer's good as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think like for me anyway, as as a non beer drinker, quotation mm. marks. Yeah. It helps enjoy it helps me to enjoy the product and it helps me to enjoy the the beer because there's a story behind it and there's effort put into every aspect of that thing. And there's love. Like you can see the love there that they've been like, how are we displaying this and how are we down to the glassware, how are we presenting this and how mm. are you picking that glass up and tasting it and what are you smelling and where are we sitting? We're sitting on, on a little church pew, you know, in the middle of this like dark warehouse that has like all of these beautiful Australian natives. Like that all the detail there has made the beer better. Yeah. Um before we go to break, any um any quick tips for budding brewers that um that want to have a good strong brand? Um I think I mean there's there's so many designers out there and mm. I think even if you just just message somebody, talk to somebody about, you know, what you can do. I mean, you don't have to spend lashings of money. You can talk to somebody who's studying or who's a little bit younger. Um, I mean, at the time, I certainly wasn't a super established designer in any kind of community, but you were like, hey, you you do design. What do you think? And so I think just that, like, initial recognition that you needed a problem yeah. to be solved yeah. is, like, the first step. That's really great. You were like, shit, we need a brand. And so, yeah. like, that... That's a good place to start. Yeah. And I think overall, like, you just need to pay attention to it. And if it's too it's too much for you or, you know, you don't really know what you're doing, then talk to somebody. And yeah. the thing is, is that you can find people on fucking Instagram and and yeah. Twitter and just, like, look them up. Look up designers in Sydney. There's so many people out there yeah. who are doing good work. And all of them could benefit from getting paid and, like, yeah. you know, creating something that's really cool. And I think a lot of people would you know, be so excited to interact with something that isn't necessarily in their circles. Mm. Because designing something that isn't necessarily, like, something that you're really passionate about is a really great way to challenge yourself to think in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, on on that kind of note, I think, you know, we, we are, as consumers, we are relying on you to do your job well, you know, to brew the beer, mm-hmm. you know, the you, there's no reason why you shouldn't rely on other people to do their job well. well that, that's to, it. It's I think to design a brand for you. I think the beer world has moved away from brewers being the not just the head brewer but the head designer, the head everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because the, the I think that it's people are realizing that it's not working. But for those you know yeah. brewers who still fire up Photoshop themselves, it's like <laughs> you know, um, uh, it's it it's worth the the amount of value you get. It's worth it to, to actually hire a designer to do the job for you. Mm. Yeah, I think like a lot of people kind of balk at the price of of good work being done, and like you know, I had somebody the the other day tell me that my 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 rent for my studio space was too expensive, and I I said to them I was like, okay, well, like I mean, you you smoke and you drink every day, and you know, you spend money on clothes and like what are you prioritizing your money with and you're prioritizing it that way and my money goes to my work and it goes to my studio and um i think like you know it's everyone has a choice to spend their money however they want but if you're running a business and you know you've got money in the bank to do x and y with then you just need to prioritize it for five minutes and go okay well maybe i don't need to spend money on X or Y or Z or like getting extra fancy barrels for the first round or yeah. extra fancy glassware. Like, f- ask somebody to do a really good job for you, and that that should last years. And it pays. And, and, and it yeah. pays back as well. Yeah. 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 Alrighty. On that note, we'll let's take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Yes. Sessionable.
The Hunter Valley is well known for its wine, but did you know that there's a growing beer scene there as well? A great way to check out the awesome beer and breweries in the Hunter Valley is to get on a brewery tour. Fortunately, Dave's Travel and Events Group offers such a tour. On their appropriately named Hop Hunter Tour, you'll visit breweries new and old and find out why the Hunter Valley is not just about wine. To book your tour today, check out daves.com.au. So let's run into some recommendations. Yes, yeah, cool. Uh, should we go non-beer first, beer first? Ruby, you, your choice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, we'll say beer first. Yeah, cool. So it's, you know, right. keep yeah. it in the family. Go for it. Um, so, I mean, I am super duper into like fruity, citrusy, sweet, tasty beer. Mm. And I think I've uh, finally found my fave. And okay. that is Ooh, fave. my fave of all time. I actually got up from the middle of working really hard on something to come to Old Culture to get this on tap Ooh. out of nowhere. There we go. That is Duguay's Tropic Thunder. Oh, I love that bit so it's much. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's Passiona beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably been recommended a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> or by Nothing us. Wrong with yeah. That. That's, <laughs> like, that's like yeah. literally so if, good. if there's, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what else there is. If there's Tropic Thunder, it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yep, yeah, if same. I see it on a menu, it's like, oh, I don't well, care about your special release, whatever. I'm, I'm going to have a Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a very good one. Um, um, I think on the same note, I'm going to recommend um, the uh, Triple Fruited Gosa, I believe it's called, from North Brewing. From North, yeah. Yeah, from Leeds in the UK. So we've had it on tap at work. We had a North and Cholton tap takeover last week, and it is bloody delicious. It's like super fruity, little bit of sourness, but not over-the-top sourness. And I believe the three fruits are mango, raspberry, and blueberry. Ooh. But I think... So the mango kind of gets lost in it, mm. but I think raspberry and blueberry definitely yeah. are in there. That's a nice, like... Um, and it's beet red. Beet red, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah it's good. Uh, yeah, delicious. Love it. I'm going to swing the complete opposite direction. Um, and I'm going to recommend Hawker's Pilsner. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Is that the one in the yellow can? No. The, the solid yellow can? No, no, no. So it's in a Is that the pale? Pardon? What's, the what? yellow cans, the, the Henty um, Street, the Henty Street, yeah, okay. which is a, right. which is Rover, yeah. which is like their yeah. a different brand. But Speaking um, of like you know good branding, I think that's a very um, yeah. kind of striking can. Yeah, the Pilsner is it's not the lager either; it's the Pilsner. Okay, um, the and Pilsner it's in the, that actually has flavour. That's original. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. It's just really tasty. Um, it's just a classic Pilsner, um, and yeah. uh, we had it on tap at the pub recently, and I just loved it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Uh, non-beer, Ruby? Look, I mean, the only other thing that I really... I mean, I'm not really a big drinker anymore, so... Yeah. The, oh, so, um, non-beer... Can be anything else? Any, anything. Oh. As long as it's not beer. TV. Yeah, yeah. just can't be beer. Interesting. Oh, I yeah. So just something. That yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll, uh, I might hand it off to Adrian yeah. for <laughs> a right, sec. Go cool. around the circle. Um, I will go non-beer. So... Uh, I don't use it, so I'm going to do a double recommendation Ooh, because I like to break the rules. Yeah, um, your rules will be broken. Yeah, I don't usually do any heavy plugging for events that we do at the pub or anything like that um, at the Royal Albert where I work. Um, I will make an exception this time. Uh, we are running a charity event uh, in, on the 15th of September which is a Saturday, and uh, it's kind of riffing off the buy bail bail for a farmer or whatever that kind of that kind of event that, that's been happening recently yeah. um in terms of uh drought aid for uh, regional farmers so we're doing uh, farm aid and 
it's going to be in support of uh, mental health for farmers. So we're uh, working with the Centre for Rural and Remote Mental Health. Yep. And um, we are throwing up a bunch of stuff that uh, all go towards charity. So there's, there's going to be a Karma Keg from a bunch of different breweries and Willie Smith's as well. Uh, Jackalope Food Co., good friends of ours, uh, is going to do the food for it. Um, there's going to be some auction items, uh, live bands, DJs, that kind of thing, and all, all in support of um, mental health, which uh, we it's something that we it's like been, to support pretty, it, and you, pretty uh, constantly. You guys have been doing a really good job of supporting yeah. mental health. It's, I've, I've loved seeing the work that the Abbott's doing. Yeah, uh, and and and, course, and, so and, and sessionable has done that in the past as well, and we we yep. will continue to do that. Yep. Um, it's a you know, um, we we've had people that uh, were close to us you know, take their own lives, and it's something that we definitely don't want to see again, and we want to keep working on. Yep. So yeah, that's a that's my first recommendation. Um, just support support that really cool cause. Uh, second re- recommendation, also a charity um, uh, listener, Ben, good friend of ours, Ben Hegarty, uh, point, pointed out that Extra Life is happening yep. in the, on the 3rd of November, which is a video game streaming event. Uh, so if you're a bit nerdy, you like watching video games, this event is like a 24-hour, almost like a telethon-style thing. Yeah. Uh, where people would stream for 24 hours straight and like not sleep and like struggle through it and whatever, and you just throw some money at them and it goes towards uh, supporting children's hospitals. Yeah. So yeah, check out so Extra we'll, Life. We'll put the nice. link to both of those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, all right, my um, non-beer is it's a, a mobile game. I think it's on both iOS and Android. Okay. That I've been addicted to. Um, it's called Hold Down, um, and it's basically like. Um, how do I explain it? You're like going down a shaft and you're like firing balls to like break blocks and that's the game, but it's just so fun and okay. really well designed and like, um, so that is my, uh, my non-beat recommendation. Cool. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to follow in Adrian's footsteps a little bit yeah. and, uh, talk about a little good cause. Um, Lead me is the the chump <laughs> recommending it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna game. do something chumpy afterwards. Yeah. Sorry. Um, my recommendation is a YouTube channel called Special Books by Special Kids, and it is a channel hosted by this incredible guy called Chris, where he travels around the world and he speaks to people living with any kind of diagnosis. And he's basically built an incredible platform for people living with all sorts of different and varied ability to talk about their lives and it's entertaining as hell and incredibly interesting and a really wonderful opportunity for people to interact with you know people living differently to them yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. it's awesome. become awesome. a really favorite channel of mine yeah. and then my my chumpy recommendation is these two dollar friggin healthy snacks at coles which are like just they're like chocolate and hazelnut and they're two bucks they're healthy. what's it called they're Coles brand. Coles brand? Chocolate what? and hazelnut bites. Oh, that's and I'm just. Fucking addicted to that, them. That sounds like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think that uh, wraps us up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ruby, how can people get in touch with you through any means? And see your work and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I currently don't have a website because I'm rebuilding it from scratch. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram at rubyph.is. 
And uh, I also have a YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch one of five videos that I've created, you can just look up IRL Ruby PH on YouTube and, well, and have a little watch. I'll link to that on the show notes as well. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Um, as always, you can find us at sessionable, uh, sessionable.net, which is uh, contains all of our contact details. I don't even list all of them anymore. It's all on the website. Yeah. Um, it's a really good... So Simplecast lets you kind of put all your handles for mm. different social media and email and everything, uh, and it works out really well. Yeah. So it's all on the top of the page, little icons, and you just so click you on it. And find you can, us. Yeah, you can um, find us. Uh, also, we'd love it if you enjoy what we do. Um, if you could rate and review us on iTunes. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Five stars minimum. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tommy six stars. Going blue. It is yeah. so cold. It's <laughs> not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I am wearing shorts, and it's the sun's gone down. Yeah, so let's head inside. Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Cheers. Cool. Thank you. Bye.